Me too. He's like my grandpa boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, say that. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> this is Girls Who Geek, and this is our official spoiler cast for the Netflix series 13 Reasons Why. So um, if you haven't seen it yet and you're planning on watching it, stop listening to this right now because we're going to talk about all everything, all the plot points, so it'll just ruin everything for you. Um, And also, just disclaimer, just because of the nature of what happens in the show, we're going to be talking about some tough subjects, so, you know, mental illness and things like that, so if anybody has any issues, just be prepared that those are things we're going to discuss. But that doesn't mean that we won't be funny, because I'm just incapable of being anything else. So, (laughs) here with me today is... You can introduce yourselves. That was your cue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is Amanda... Sweet. <laughs> All I've got. <laughs> I don't have a cool nickname. And this is Chelsea the Tuna. I she still don't know why name. she's called the Tuna. Don't tell me. I want this to be a mystery forever. It's, You're it's an really enigma. Not complicated. <laughs> no, we're gonna leave it. It's it's gonna leave it. We'll leave it out there and put it into you know like the universe. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, now to what we are actually talking about besides cool nicknames that um, we don't have. That we don't have. <laughs> that I have. <laughs> For some reason. Um, so 13 reasons why it's kind of taken Netflix and the entire world really by storm. It's had quite a, quite a reaction. Um, it was originally supposed to be a feature film with Selena Gomez as the star. And then from what I understand, Hey, do not, she is my girl. I love her. From what I understand, (laughs) I made a dirty face. All right. Well, I'm isolated on this. Apparently I thought I'd have some allies here, but whatever. Um, from what I understand, they actually started, they're in like pre-production and I believe it came from, from her kind of being like. I want to be a part of this, but I don't feel like I'm right for this. At least from what I understand, that's what I've heard was the case. But she was still really passionate about it. She's someone who's suffered from mental illness, so she wanted to be involved in some way. So it kind of evolved into a Netflix series, which I think is actually way better. much more effective. You can fit a lot more in than you could into like a two and a half hour movie. Um, with Selena and her mom as two of the like six or seven executive producers and she's still kind of like been the face of it um so and i think this ended up being a great turn and like what they ended up deciding to do was much more effective than a movie would have been um i also as somebody who loves selena gomez do not think she was right for that part either so if it's true that she was the one that had that thought um good for her for being that self-aware um but anyways, just to kind of refresh everybody's memory, 13 Reasons Why, the title comes from 13 cassette tapes that are left behind by a girl who commits suicide, and the 13 tapes are the 13 reasons why she committed suicide, and they're kind of like all of the events leading up to her ultimately ending her life, and their each reason is a specific person, and these tapes get left to somebody who make sure that they get to the right person and they're supposed to listen to them all. And after they listen to them all, 
you know, their tape along with everybody else's. They're supposed to pass it along to the next person. Um, and there's like a threat that if they don't complete it, then there's another copy somewhere that's going to be released to the public. And it's very dramatic for everybody involved because they all reveal things, not only that they did to her, but that they did to each other. Kind of explores everybody's relationships. Um, it explores, you know, high school and um, how kids interact with each other and a lot of different things that, you know, we'll get into. But that's kind of the, you know, the overall sense of what it actually is so good summary yeah um thank you i try i feel like Hmm. i didn't even have to watch the show now (laughs) (laughs) that's why we're here um so i think initially i'm going to speak for the three of us that um story aside just objectively as a tv show i think we all agree it was good it was very well done yeah yeah okay like i okay good i just (laughs) want to make sure that we're on the same page this is good yeah i was thoroughly impressed with the acting yeah to me too yeah okay not expecting it me neither be that good which is definitely something i wanted to talk about because for the most part they were all relatively unknown actors mm-hmm. or that you know they're they'd been in like one thing yeah. or they'd been like i think um the kid that played clay was in that um don't breathe movie which yeah. just came out very wasn't, recently wasn't he also in um perks of being a wallflower or was that someone else no that was someone else but i know who you're Dang. thinking of it's yeah. they look almost they look identical no that's um oh gosh i will never remember his name but i know who you're talking about and it's not the same person <laughs> i have to know wikipedia she's asking the google excellent <laughs> okay google <laughs> <laughs> an iphone i'm getting an android so oh, okay no don't do that no 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 it's <laughs> another <laughs> argument for another time <laughs> Macs are better um anyways that's true yeah <laughs> so um yeah they're all pretty much unknown actors um which i think was kind of cool and another thing that i noticed is even though they all were like in their early 20s they all could believably pass as high schoolers they all yes. look like high schoolers. like you know like there's a like you know you kind of have to accept that you're going to probably be casting people that are a little bit older to play high schoolers because especially in this show right but at the same time they don't need to be pushing 30 like everyone in high school musical when it came out <laughs> like you know what i mean like it takes you out of it and it, it, so i applaud them for actually thinking about that um whether that was intentional or not or you know whatever it is it was actually believable the way they looked the way they dressed um you know i thought it was interesting this is something that i noticed is that you know mostly in movies and tv shows that where there's high schoolers there's like the one girl and she like only wears dresses and then there's another girl that's yeah, like the cool rocker they all kind of mixed it up yeah. like hannah there'd be one day she'd wear like a plaid shirt and a beanie and the next day she'd be in a dress like it was yeah. more like how actual human beings yeah and i think lives. that was really good about this show was that it felt like you were watching actual human beings yeah yep. like the way they interacted with each other the way they dressed the way they acted and talked it was like the awkwardness of yes yeah. you're not you're not like this typical cookie cutter stereotype you are an actual well-rounded person yeah so that was interesting it made it a bit more believable even if there are some other things that happened that weren't at least that mm. on the surface it was believable um so yeah and like you said chelsea that the acting was surprisingly good like yeah. from everyone yeah like i can't think of anyone where i was like mm, there really was better. nobody that like i felt like i didn't believe or i didn't buy it yeah uh there were characters that i didn't like but we probably weren't supposed to like them so <laughs> this is true it this works is true. um was there anybody in particular that stood out to you guys as being 
exceptional, like that you think you're going to start seeing them in like more and more things. I'm sure the girl who played Hannah will be in more things because yeah. she did a great job. Um, I don't know. Everyone <laughs> was so good. For me, like, like the star of the show, it was Hannah's parents. Yeah, For they me, were so like, good. Just to see the before and after metamorphosis mm-hmm. of they were for all intents and purposes, a close-knit, happy family for the most part. I mean, everyone has their struggles and stuff in day-to-day life, but, like, how they dressed, how they acted, they seemed very happy. And then when Hannah was gone, especially her mom, broken. Yeah, stopped wearing makeup. Yes, and it was like... She only wore her hair up. I was just the Mm -hmm. same sweatpants. Yes, I was blown away by especially her mom's performance. They They were really good. All of the adults were good. Oh, yeah. They didn't have any of those parents that are just like so goofy and ridiculous yes. caricatures. Yeah, of parents. Yeah, no, they could be like actual parents. So I think I think we can all agree that the casting was great, um, and it was diverse. Yeah, praise Jesus. It was diverse <laughs> without them being like, look at look at what we did. Like yeah. it was just part of. It was the, organic. It could be like yes. you're looking around at any normal high school and wherever. I don't think they ever actually say where they are. No, they're not. Little, they're not in Calif- California or something. There's no palm trees. Oh. Which is something that I noticed. That's a possibility. Little town America. I was like trying to figure out where they were. Little town. I know. I think the idea. I think the fact that it's ambiguous is also telling that like this could happen anywhere. It could be anywhere. Yeah. Which I appreciated. Yeah. Because it's true. It could. I I did appreciate um, that the way they did it was like all the families. Mm. They weren't necessarily all dysfunctional. No, that's definitely something that I I want to get to um, because. That was true, and I think that's important to address because I don't think that was arbitrary. Um, so, yeah, I think everyone was really great. I thought the direction was great. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, there weren't really any moments. Again, there were maybe things that were written in there that I was, like, c- maybe confused on or didn't yes. understand, but the actual execution of those moments were all very believable. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they just got really lucky or if there's been this like cachet of like 15 really great young actors that the show like kind of brought them out. I mean, that's awesome if that's the case. Um so I think one of the things that um a lot of people have been, you know, talking about um is who so obviously there's all these different people um that they all affected Hannah in different ways. They all, you know, hurt her in different ways or hurt other people or who, you know, you know, whatever. Um, who do you guys think out of, out of everybody hurt her the worst? And you can interpret that however Ooh. you want. Cause I think we know what the obvious answer is. Mr. What Bryce. Which is Bryce. <laughs> yeah. Because obviously, you know, he, he raped her, but that was after he'd already raped her best well, former best friend yeah. while she was hiding in the room. So that's obviously the the obvious one, but I have a different opinion, but I want to hear As what you guys I. think. I have to go with Clay. Okay. That that he was kind of like the only saving grace in her life and the only guiding light in her life. Everything else was very dark and dismal. Her friends were leaving her, her parents were having, you know, issues with work. And the only person I feel like that would ever actually see her was Clay. Mm-hmm. And when, I mean, he even said after, you know, he remembered, you know, making out with her at Jessica's party and stuff, um, how he should have told her 
how he felt and said like like let me stay with you like let's talk about this um and actually admit his feelings for her and i think that if he had done that things would have been very very different and i feel like she looked to him as almost like the last lifeline that she had and it was kind of taken away from her mm-hmm. without without him realizing it right. until it was too late yeah so that makes sense my personal sorry clay you were great but yeah i've thought about it a lot i've thought a lot <laughs> i've thought a lot about that too um i have a hard time holding him too much accountable because he's a guy and i don't mean that to like come down on men at all because it could be the same the same could be said for women too but you know he's not a mind reader and he kind of always he stayed out of everybody's drama mm-hmm. not because he just couldn't be bothered with it but because i think maybe he was maybe a little bit more mature or maybe he just he thought it was all so silly yeah he was like best not to get involved and just try to be a supportive person try to be like the comic relief in her life i don't think it's not that he didn't value her i don't think he was holding on to her for sanity as much as she was holding on to him and so that's why he was able to continue to be like so cavalier and i think that's why he was so devastated at the end because he was such a genuine person mm. who's the only person who wasn't so invested in like himself and how he was his standing in the school like he didn't care about any of that stuff yeah. and so it made him very distant and he didn't realize like oh maybe to some level i should have been more involved because or he didn't realize how involved he really was yeah, as much as he mm-hmm. tried to stay out of it yeah. he was he was the into center it. of it exactly yeah so i can totally see where you're coming from though it's more like he was ignorant even if it was by accident yeah yeah chelsea i honestly, i don't know <laughs> i mean i feel like i definitely can't blame clay because he's just naive like yeah i, I can't like i can't see him noticing like oh my gosh like she's pulled away she's yeah. being a jerk like maybe i should reach out to her it's like right no he's no, gonna take it as like you're being a jerk leave, so i guess I'm i'll back leave. off yeah. yeah yeah and so and because he probably because he's been taught by like his father like if a girl if you're getting it on if a girl tells you to stop you stop exactly you don't say no <laughs> and and again like he can't read those signals i mean he had his friend jeff teaching him yeah. how to read uh, <laughs> he was Which, the biggest tragedy of that, that show that came out of nowhere that was de- and i did not heart. see that coming that was devastating i just sat there tears streaming down my face I you want to know like- what's funny is literally so my fiance's name is jeff so after watching oh. that episode i was like oh my god jeff's gonna get in a car accident the next day i got in a car accident so that was ironic oh there's a dog oh it's okay <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> the dog came in hi puppy hi um, um so i don't really i'm not really sure i do feel like um, I feel like everyone had that that snowball effect where it was mm-hmm. just like one right after another, after another, after another. There was no break for her. She didn't right. have any steady people right. ever yeah. except her parents. And her parents were great. They but were great. When you're a teenager you, and your you parents are your parents. That, right. Exactly. It's like I love my parents, but I wanted my own friends. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I yeah. feel like it was a culmination of everything. And that whole thing with Bryce was just the tip of the iceberg just like yeah she was like well and that happened at the end the guidance counselor i feel like that was the straw that broke her back Mm -hmm. if that had been an isolated incident i think even if just the rape had been an isolated incident maybe things would have been different right um i put a lot of blame on jessica Mm. because so that's her best friend supposedly who 
physically assaulted her yes, <laughs> in public. Like early on. I have never even woes. fathomed, no matter how mad I was at one of my friends, like Slapping hitting them. them. Like, are you kidding me? No. So that was that was outrageous. Um, also, the fact that she clearly oh the puppy's back in here again. He's licking my, He's licking my toe. <laughs> He's cheering us up as we talk about this. Yeah, this is a sad dark. subject. Yeah. Puppy petting break. <laughs> oh. He's so cute. <laughs> I'm just waiting for a microphone uh, to go flying. I know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> so I put a lot of blame on Herb, not only for that part, but for the fact that. <laughs> oh, bye, bye puppy. puppy! Oh, he's in trouble now. But he's so cute. <laughs> Lauren, you can speak. It's okay. <laughs> it's mine. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, puppy. Very Thank nice. You. Please Thank come you. back soon. I appreciate it. Um, anyway, so I... <laughs> we are women. I put a lot of blame on her. Horses and puppies. Yeah. It's the two best things in the world. Um, not even just for the, the physically attacking of her friend in a public place, but also for the fact that she didn't even try to find out what happened and why that list thing that Alex made existed. She didn't even come to her and say, like, do you know what this is? Have you seen this? Are you negatively affected by this? Just like I am. Like, she's a girl. Like, she should have known, like, that implication of what that could actually mean. And she didn't even attempt to, like, how insecure was right. she yeah. to just, like, attack her friend? That was, that, I think, was the most outrageous thing out of all of it. Because everything else I felt like could almost be explained by just people being afraid to speak up or um, people just not thinking their actions through clearly or just people being people. But that was the the weirdest thing. And I felt like that was like some underlying issues. But then as we find out, well, no. But did that happen before Jessica got raped or after? I think before. Okay. So she doesn't even have that as an an explanation. Um, But she obviously had some issues because she was... Um, even before all the tapes came out, she was still clearly like a huge partier and drinking a yes. lot. And um, I don't know if it's because she had pressure on her, like from her dad or what. Like I don't know. I think a lot of it can be chalked up to them all being very immature teenagers. Yes, I'm very yeah. insecure in themselves. Yeah, they need kind of like that network of fellow jerks yeah to kind of feel better about being jerks themselves yeah because you're going through like crazy emotions when you're a teenager and you're angry one minute and you're happy the next and then you're crying and you're just like especially when you're a girl and to not have anything to bounce that off of is bad and i feel like that hurt jessica and then as a result it came around and it, it hurt hannah too so um so yeah, um, my next question. I have this is how I'm doing this. I have questions like that I, I wrote it. that I want nice. to pose to you guys. Um, this one I think we kind of already addressed is um, did Clay actually do anything wrong? Which we kind of already discussed a little sure. bit. Yeah, the problem um, is he didn't do. He didn't do yeah. anything. Yes, and I think he he comes to that realization um, as time. As time goes on, um, hence which was what he does with Sky him. at the end, right? Which I thought was so cool. I love that. Um, that ending made me so mad. I'm just going to start with that. Why them being friends again? No, not at all. I oh, them driving that. off into the sunset. I, no, even that I was <laughs> that was ridiculous. Kind of cheesy. Yeah. But my biggest problem was, and I have this on my 
unbelievable slash confusing list, but it's also <laughs> good slash bad. Yeah. That in a way I liked it that there was no solid resolution mm-hmm. with like, you know, Bryce did not get convicted of anything right. technically. You know, there was no redemption, there was no justice. And I was fine with that because that's how life is sometimes. Mm-hmm. But my biggest complaint was with um Alex, I think that's his name. Yeah. yeah. Getting shot. Who I totally thought it was the photographer. Kid. Yes, and that's and like, people that have said purpose. like that's like a theory. Because I'm like, why are you showing this kid, Tyler, the photography kid, with all of these guns and stuff? I thought, at first I thought he was going to go in and like shoot up That's what place. I thought. And I'm like, we have was, like eight minutes left in this, exactly. ep- in this last episode. I didn't that can't like be happening. That, that they, like they, all of a sudden they showed this about his character. I'm like, you literally have eight minutes left. You are not right. going to resolve like, this. Like he didn't just buy that one gun. He's been buying guns yes. for a while. And so what does that you know, mean? I've seen the fan theory out there right now that like when he's in his photography room and all the photos of all the kids are up there and he pulls down Alex's mm-hmm. at first mm-hmm. I was like oh it's because Alex stood up for him and you right. know he wasn't the total jerk that everyone else was but then someone connected it that but what if this kid is going around taking out all of the kids who kind of oh, that's too was much. responsible and I don't like that because that's not in the book I read the Wikipedia article of the right. book and it ends with them driving off into the sunset right. And so, in a way, I felt like it was really cheap mm-hmm. to add that at the last minute in the hopes that if you get a second season, that's what it is. Right. I don't know why they would add that. and Because then that turns into, like, a horror movie. Yes, or, that's like, a Criminal weird. Minds episode, and that's not what this was. Right. It was supposed to be so much deeper than that. I don't think there should be a second season. No, I don't agree. But I think I already heard that they're working really? on it. Really? Yep, they're already yeah. writing And I've it. seen people being like, I want a second season. I'm no, like, do you? Do you really no want a reason. second It's season? called 13 Reasons Why. We learned all 13 right. reasons. It's a limited release. Like, it's not 26 reasons why. Like, <sighs> slow down. Ugh, I, I don't know. So that was, like, my biggest complaint with the whole thing was that all of a sudden they added this whole new storyline slash mystery at the end of it all and did nothing well they say that alex shot himself true yeah like they straight up say that and they know that so maybe that kills that theory maybe so maybe this kid's just like collecting guns i mean his dad's a cop so obviously there's guns in the house and he's around them but but they've never like they didn't do anything to explain right. it, which just really bugged me because yeah. it's like so that's why those where those theories can out, come from yeah. leave that out and let it be mm-hmm. unresolved that's fine but don't add something in the hopes of getting a second season I just thought that was icky unless yeah. they're they're trying to mislead you which could happen because mm-hmm. yeah that's possible whatever who knows jeez well we are gonna take a fiver. And then we're going to come back because we've got a lot more stuff to unpack about this. We're just barely scratching the surface. Yay. So strap in and... and <laughs> strap <yep>. in. <laughs> Giddy up. <laughs> we, <laughs> we will BRB. What's up, geeks? Just want to remind you that we do have a Geek of Our Store for all shirts that are geek. We have the Geek and Proud, Peace, Love, Prosper, straight out of Arkham, and the Geek University tee if you like it simple and blocky like I do. Now, that's at thegeekiverse.storeenvy.com, or you can do it real simple. Go to the Geekiverse and click on the tab on the upper part of the webpage. It's real big. It's real easy to see. We thank you for supporting us, but for now, let's get to the show. All right. I've decided we're back. Oh. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. Professional once more. Yeah. <laughs> I just kind of hit record and wasn't sure <laughs> if anybody was ready. Over there. <laughs> Um, so to continue on talking about, um, this lively conversation, this very exciting and happy and upbeat, um, and going through all of these questions that I kind of had, um, 
because I decided that would be a good way to talk about this because it's hard to, with a show like this, it's not, you know, like Star Wars or one of the other things that we talk about where we like freak out and we're all girl. freaking out yeah. and there's all these different theories and whatever. Right, it's, Chelsea? We freak out about Star Wars. Yeah. yeah all the time. Always. Forever. Because right, yeah. you've seen every movie. Right, yeah. Chelsea? Right. All the TV shows. See, Rebels. This is yeah. what the, sh- the show is really supposed funny. to teach us not to do is bully. <laughs> Yeah, I feel really small. <laughs> oh. It's not, it's not my fault. We can fix and this with a marathon. We can. It's just going to happen, everyone. Yeah. So stay tuned. I think there's going to be videos of my reactions. There will be. So, which my reactions the Virgin are... Star, the Star Wars Virgin Diaries. <gasps> yes. I think I, I just like branded it. I did. I did say that I was a Star Wars version. See, and I recorded it, so Stay it knows I have to use it. <laughs> <So>. um, <laughs> anyway, so um, something that I think, and this is something that... I saw a lot of on social media because there's been a crazy social media reaction to the show with a lot of different, um, as you said, Amanda, polar opposite, polar opposite <laughs> reactions it's late at night, everyone. to things. Yes, it is nine. Th- it's late at night. It's nine thirty. It's past my bedtime. <laughs> it's um, Tuesday. Polar opposite reactions to this show for a lot of different reasons. Um, but something that I saw a lot of is people kind of coming down on the show talking about um the actual reality of mental illness Mm -hmm. um and i think a lot of people the reason for this is you know lots uh, everyone goes through hard stuff in their life some go through worse things than others others have you know physical uh, issues that make their life really difficult others have like emotional issues things that they go through everybody has tragedy um you know and then there's lots of people that have gone through similar things that hannah's character has gone through and worse yet they don't turn out like she does um so that's obviously a question that we need to ask ourselves is why did she react so severely to these things that happened to her when things like this and worse happen to other people every single day. So the obvious answer is that she has some sort of predisposition to react really severely, but they don't really address that. You know, she's not in therapy. She's not taking any medication. The parents um, don't even really the parents don't even know. Anything. She doesn't seem to necessarily exhibit any symptoms of that. She doesn't have like panic attacks or anxiety attacks. She doesn't have crazy mood swings necessarily. They talk about her having them, but they seem she's to also be, a teenage girl. Yeah, they seem to not be on yes. like an extreme level. Um, she doesn't participate in any self harm which is something that the character of Sky talks about, that she's all right. scarred up and she's like, this is what people do instead of killing themselves. Like she obviously has some mental issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think my question to you guys is, do you think she was actually clinically depressed? Like, do you think if she had gone to a counselor, do you think she would have been diagnosed with something, depression, bipolar, something? Do you think there was something diagnosable there, like an actual chemical imbalance in her brain because i you know like maybe tmi but like i've been in therapy and on medication i don't necessarily know if the medication was necessary i was 19 years old i didn't know how to say no i don't know what would have happened if i hadn't taken it i I, you know what as as somebody who was almost 26 years old i can say it was unnecessary i did not need to be on it the therapy was great i think everybody should go to therapy um i was going through some stuff i was having some bad reactions to it i went and talked to a person and it was great and i moved on there's some people that actually have 
actual real chemical imbalances yes, in their absolutely. brain that cause them to not be able to deal with life without medications. Right. I agree. Yeah. Um, I actually have like anxiety disorder. Right. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of I went people to counseling. that do. It's crazy common. It's yeah. insane how common it is. And I went to counseling as well. Yeah, it's still stigmatized. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it, it is. And I also have, well, I guess not quite as severely, but PTSD from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so there were some parts of this show I couldn't even watch because I was like having flashbacks. Right. And I was like, okay, it's definitely I something, don't need to watch yeah. this scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I never was on medication. I went to a lot of counseling mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it helped a lot, a lot of coping mechanisms um, and just realizing, you know, things aren't my fault and that's right. okay. Um, but I do have family. It's in my family. We have lots of mental illness. Mm-hmm. Like, woohoo, this is fun. It's, I had, definitely, I no it's definitely hereditary too. Right. For and, sure. There's a level of that. That's true. right. And I had a great grandmother who, you know, got like shock therapy and like crazy oh stuff. Like the old timey like <laughs> stuff. Right. Bell jar yeah. stuff going right. on. Oh yeah. But like, you know, there's some people in my family who need medication. There's some people who don't. And right. I think, I guess just from my own experience, from knowing people in my family's experience, especially like very close family mm-hmm. um, that struggle with clinical depression. Um, I think it can be a quick tailspin down and I yeah. think, especially like manic depressive yeah. disorder, yeah. definitely could just be, you know, one thing leads to another and all of a sudden I'm done. Like I'm, I'm not going to try anymore. Right. And that's unfortunately common. And, you know, I think if she had gotten counseling at least, I think that could have helped. Yeah. But if a hand had just been reached out to her. Yeah. Right. And, but also she was so volatile. She well, that's, had to be at the point to accept it, which would have yeah. been the perfect time for Mr. Porter. Yeah. But unfortunately, he missed the signs. Right. But also, he knew something was wrong. And I don't know how much he could have done in that situation when he came to, so just so people know what we're talking about, at the end when she comes to the counselor and basically says without saying that she was raped or at least sexually assaulted. Yes. And he immediately is like, this is very serious. I want to help you here is what I need from you in order for me to help you. And she refused and she to give refused, anything. refused, refused it. Right. Absolutely refused it. She wouldn't tell him even what happened. She wouldn't even say straight up that she was raped. She just kind of alluded to something like, happened to inappropriate. Um, right. And he was asking her all the questions that she was eventually, if she had actually went ahead and reported it. These are things that the police were going to have to ask her because they have right. to, uh, you know, was there alcohol involved they have to ask that what who else was there you know was anybody you know a witness to this what did you say to him what did he say to you did you say no they need to know those things because her lawyer would eventually need to know those things so that she could win the case right what is his name (laughs) who is he you know if those are things and obviously she's young and it was hard and whatever but i think um Again, this is a girl that, to his knowledge, had she'd never really come to his office before. Yeah. She'd never outwardly expressed signs that there was anything really wrong. So, what does he have to go on yeah. other than she like kind of half says something? And I'm sure that he had it in the back of his mind, and he was planning on keeping an eye on her. He just didn't know everything that had led up it was so pivotal to it. Yeah, yeah. And like for me, like I feel like I was very. 
personality wise similar to hannah baker mm-hmm. in high school i was one of those very like unpleasantly happy people where like <laughs> nothing ever was wrong if you want to be happy it's up to you it's yeah the, you know you make that decision in the morning and as i've gotten older and stuff you know things have happened in <laughs> now life I'm bitter and angry all absolutely the time. i'm like Jaded. stupid happy people <laughs> no but like like I'm going to give a TMI. My little brother passed away two mm-hmm. years ago now. And prior to that, I was definitely one of those. You make that conscious decision. I don't believe in depression, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And now I'm like, no, there are some things that you cannot control. Right. Yep. You wake up one day and you're like, you know what? I'm not feeling today. And I feel like, you know, Hannah Baker went through several very traumatizing experiences mm-hmm. where just one of them is enough to last a lifetime. Yeah. And she went through multiple things in the course of a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a way, you know, a lot of people say that like her turning point or breaking point was very unbelievable. But like having been, you know, through a traumatizing experience, you know, and living through it there are days where i'm you know whistling down the street and stuff and then i hear a song play and i'm ruined for the rest of the day so it's like but do you think that's because again you have like a predisposition to react severely to bad things that happen to you or do you think it's because something terrible happened to you do you know what I mean? Yeah, probably a mixture of the two. Because I'm a very dramatic person. Well, and that's <laughs> not even because again, there's some people that, you know, come back from horrible things that happen to yeah. them, and I mean like crazy horrible right. stuff, way worse than. I'm not trying to belittle anybody's trauma, but, I, and I think that's a big issue that a lot of people have with this show is if she has a mental illness, like she's bipolar, like she actually has yeah. diagnosable clinical depression. They should have talked about it, yes. and they didn't. It was just, here's these things that happened to her. Da, 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 da. The worst thing that happened to her really was the last thing that happened to her when she was physically assaulted. Yeah. Everything else that happened to her leading up to her happened to lots of people in high school. Your friends are all mean, and you don't have feel like you have friends for a little while. Rumors get started Rumors, and especially in public schools. And it's like, those are all things that happen. It was that last thing that was really bad, so... I guess that's my question is at what point do you need to be kind of responsible for your own mental well-being? Like, you know, and people were talking about like, we should have seen the signs. How do we not see the signs? What signs? She wasn't hurting herself. She wasn't missing school. She wasn't. The only thing she withdrew from was that poetry club thing that she never wanted to go to in the first place. Yeah, she went like once or twice. She never really did like after school activities. Like she didn't really show anything so i guess i have a hard that's i think where i've come to kind of be unsure of how i feel about all of this is that this is believable her reaction to everything is very believable if she has clinical depression Mm -hmm. but if she doesn't then i feel like they kind of belittled the idea Mm -hmm. of somebody actually dealing with their problems in such a severe way yeah, I if agree. That makes sense. I agree. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, as someone who's, well, I guess has mental illness, whatever. Um, it's a very mild form, so I I try not to like. I don't know. Just be like, oh, hey, I have yeah. anxiety. Look disorder. at me. Look at me. Yeah. Well, um, I know a lot of people who do. There's people that I've known for years and years and years who I didn't know had it. Because mm-hmm. they've yeah. been on medication for it forever and they just take this stuff every day and they probably have not even had like an anxiety attack in a really long time, but they have it 
because they have it under control. You know what I mean? Right, like they yeah. deal yeah, with they it know every how to day. Control or it. people who are really good at masking. I mean, mm-hmm. I had a really good friend for years and years and years. I had no idea that, you know, she was depressed mm-hmm. and having thoughts and till she told me. Right. And but she told you. Right. Which because, is huge. <laughs> yeah. You're better oh than gosh. Clay. <laughs> well, cuz and also you're not a mind reader. Right. Like, exactly. People are I feel like this show is I I'm hoping I'm wondering if it did a disservice because everyone's saying like, oh, this taught me to be more vigilant of my friends and always be nice to people. I feel like it could have been much more productive if it had actually said you cannot assume that everyone in your life is 100 percent aware of everything that you're thinking and you are feeling. You need to be vocal. You need to be open. It's not because people don't care. Because they, they don't, don't know. know. They don't know. And when you're masking The world that. doesn't, this sounds really mean, but the world does not revolve around you, meaning that you can't assume that everyone is on the same wavelength as yep. you. And that's where things get dangerous, especially for teenagers, because they already feel alone. They're already emotionally all over the place. And they already yeah. think the world revolves around them. Right. I exactly. mean, think back to when you were, especially us, teenage girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like. Everything's a tragedy. Yeah. It's like you broke my heart. And like, he's like, I literally am in 16. I don't even know <laughs> and where know my body, are. the heart locates. Yeah. That's like a great, there's a great bit in Family Guy where they're like, you know, she gets her heart broken more than a teenage girl. And they show a girl oh saying like, hey, hey, Brad, are you going to, you know, math class? He's like, yeah, sure. I'll walk you there. And then she immediately bursts into tears and throws herself out a window. And then her friend's like, you're awful. And then it's like, this this is brought to you by men. We don't know what we did. And he's standing there like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's literally so true. So oh true. Like they, you just don't have your frontal lobe isn't developed yet. Like you true. do not have the ability to deal with with your feelings and Sorry, your I just emotions. keep picturing this scene right now. It's hysterical. It's, so bad, it's, but it's, funny. it's one of my favorites. But You're yeah, awful. and that's the thing too, though, is I think they did do a good job showing how teenagers think, especially mm-hmm. teenage girls. Yes, you yeah. believe that you they were believe teenagers. that everyone's out to get you. Yeah, and it's like point. usually they're like, I don't even know who you are. But that's so true that like parents are out to get you, teachers are out to get you, that like, oh, the counselor doesn't care about me. The counselor just met you for like the first time. Junior year. Yeah. Like, what are you like if you've been, you know, whatever. So um, I want to read this and I'm not sure if I necessarily agree with it um, or if you guys agree with it. I just thought it was interesting. So obviously, as I said, there's been a huge social media response to the show of all different types. Um, This is something that was tweeted out from just one of those random, like common white girl accounts or whatever. Um, And it was, it was like, (laughs) it was like a comment that someone had posted on Facebook. They blacked out the name, but I read it and I thought it was interesting. Um, The grammar is not the greatest and um, the the language is interesting, but I'm going to try to get through it the best way. So, um, and it was commented on a post by somebody, I'm assuming naming, named Nicole, because it starts off by saying, Nicole is right. What Hannah did was sadistic and petty in nature. She recorded those tapes because she wanted them to hurt. She killed herself to prove a point. Now she's about to get people killed and cause one of the least guilty people to shoot himself. <clears throat> Hannah did nothing to correct any rumors or stand up for herself, and she had a princess complex, and she killed herself when she found out life isn't like that. She talks about how no one thought about her, but she didn't care about what they would go through after she did this to them. Mm. She um, gave no 
something I'm not going to say on air, um, about her parents and didn't even care enough to leave them a reason why because she only did it to get revenge. She put Clay through hell, making him listen to 11 tapes, thinking he did something to the girl he loved and even tried to blame him for not chasing him when she was the one that pushed him away. She was selfish. I feel strongly about it because... Had my suicide attempts ever been successful, I never would want people to think that it was for petty reasons like these or that I had done it to hurt people. I did it because I was hurting. I wouldn't want my parents to live every day not knowing what happened. That's who she should have left the tapes to, but she wanted to be sadistic instead. She watched somebody get raped and blamed Justin for not telling for not telling anyone when she was literally there in the flesh. Justin was drunk and scared just like her, and Bryce was sober. Why couldn't he have also been scared? Bryce was a giant, and the door was lock, locked. What did she want him to do? Tear it down like Superman? If Hannah cared so so much, she would have told Jessica or the police the next day or any time later or gone to Justin and made him tell her, but she didn't. Um, Hannah ain't something. Now there's a ki- another kid with his life on the line that barely did anything, and another one who is... Now, this is interesting. This is going off of the theory that you said. Now there's another one who's going to go and shoot up the school. Um, but when you're selfish, you really don't think about other consequences. And that drops had, the mic. That had 73 likes at the time it was posted. Woo. So obviously, Jeez. this is somebody who, um, you know, there's no name on that. Um, I'm glad there's no name on that because they showed shared something very personal. But yeah. this this seems like it's coming from somebody who had attempted suicide in the past mm-hmm. and um, is insulted by the way that this is portrayed because mm-hmm. it makes it seem like this suicide is because you guys did all of this stuff to me. And I think that's a big separation because anybody that I know that's ever been really depressed and like, I've been depressed, but I've never been to that level. level. Like I said, I think I was going through some stuff, had some issues, um, you know, other things going on that I won't get into other problems, whatever. But people that I know that have been to that level, it's never been because they felt like people were attacking them. Right. They weren't blaming other people. It was people. all internal. It was all yes. like, what did I do? I am the worst. I am a failure. I am whatever. Right. And while no that's going to notice if I am gone. Right. Now, now why that, while that might seem more self-absorbed, it's actually not because in their brain, they're doing everybody a favor. Yes. Whereas yeah. this person is saying what Hannah did was attack everybody. Like, well, this is what you get. And now I'm going to ruin all of your lives. And it's kind of like she wants to haunt them in the best way possible. And I also thought it was very bizarre that she didn't leave anything for her parents. Yes, I thought that was terrible. And then poor Tony, who felt like, you know, he was doing the right thing. And he felt like he failed her because he told the truth. I'm like, no, you didn't fail her. You told the police. You went to her parents. You went to her parents and said, I've been hiding this from you and I'm so sorry, but I like have the last words your daughter ever said, like recorded and said, like I have things of her. And she didn't even think about her parents. She gave parents like half a thought that like, you know, oh, they're not paying attention to me. They're not paying attention to you because the store that pays the bills for the house is in not the doing roof well. over your head is not doing well. And right. they're trying to like do everything they can to make things better. Like they never, they yelled at her because she wasn't paying attention and lost like $700. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, yeah. obviously. What do you expect your parents to react also, like? they didn't even like, ground her. They just were right. very, very disappointed, like, obviously. No, it's fine. Her parents yeah. were amazing. Can we just appreciate how they amazing her parents were? Yeah. And how mad I was that mm-hmm. she didn't leave a freaking thing yeah. for them? Nothing. It was just Nothing. like, oh, sorry. Like, not even a tape. Like, yeah. not to be, like, included in the 13 reasons. Yeah. But, like, just something. something. Not even, she didn't even leave a note. They should yeah. have nothing for them Which except is, her dead body. I was body. just like, how rude are you right Yeah. Now? But, like, <laughs> but, no offense. Like, I, I mean, obviously, like. 
right. you have good parents, like just let them appreciate. Know. Well, and I think that's the point that this person's trying to make, yeah. and a lot of other people that I've seen is this like the whole world was all about her. And, Welcome to high school, right? <laughs> it's like, guess what? It's, it's not. not. But it, to play the devil's advocate, which is fair, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, with her, you know, calling people out for all of the terrible things that they've done. It's one of those themes of the show where you have to be accountable for yourself, what you've done, what you've said. Mm -hmm. And Clay called out a lot of different people. Right. Being like, you can't say these things. Like to Courtney, um, so you know, where she started terrible rumors about Hannah at the, at the winter dance or whatever. Right. You know, and Hannah said, you can't use me as a shield to protect you because you don't like who you are. Yeah. That was mm -hmm. like the one time she stood up for herself. Yes. I know. And I thought I was that was very proud. good. Yeah. Because I was like, where is the rest of that? Yeah. Because so many times people just, especially social media, you just say whatever you want. You mm -hmm. do whatever you want without thinking of the consequences. And with this show, it showed a drastic consequence, but it was a consequence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That all of these things culminated all together. Yeah. Produced. Well, and they say, I don't remember who said it. Maybe it was Justin that said it. Or maybe it was Alex, actually, that said that, like, it's not just, he was saying to Clay, like, it's not just you. It's not just Hannah. It's the whole school now that, like, maybe she was just kind of like an allegory for, like, think about the consequences of your actions. Not just because someone might, you know, kill themselves, but just, like, because the world doesn't revolve around you, your actions have a consequence. Yes. Yeah. So I think, um, that's definitely a major, a major, major theme. Um, all right, we're gonna take a take a second, gather our thoughts, and then when we come back, the we'll uh, we'll uh, be fresh off there petting the puppy, and we'll um, kind of wrap up our thoughts when we come back. Before we get to your regularly scheduled programming, I want to remind you that we have an email list that you can subscribe to for free, and we won't spam you. And you'll get constant geek updates right to your inbox. Check it out on thegeekiverse.com. All right, let's get to the show. All right, we're back. This has been an emotionally exhausting thing. But I felt like we needed to do it. Yeah. I feel like we bonded over yeah, this. Yeah, we did. I think it was too like culturally relevant for us to not talk about this. Agreed. Um, so thirded yeah it's not like he's dirted. Dirted. Just thirded. my ears are plugged i don't know what's happening <laughs> um yeah so anyways um i think we were kind of still talking about it maybe we can kind of bring this to a close is how much of our own mental health and our own well-being is our responsibility and something that kind of kept ringing in my head is that we can't hinge our entire existence and all of our stability on how other people treat us because bad things are always going to ha be happening. Like life is always going to be hard. We can't, I mean, I was just talking about like my best friend that's in the hospital and is like going through like a ridiculous amount of surgery for a broken arm that keeps like extrapolating into like something else. It's like, okay, her entire like next six months can't be ruined by that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a really funny story. It's, oh, it's, it's so like, it's sad. so funny, but it's not funny at the same time. Like I keep making fun of her, but then secretly I'm like feeling really bad, but I keep making fun of her. Cause that's just how our friends are. Cause we didn't right. learn right. anything from this show about not making fun right. of people. But like, I think about like in high school, like there are people that were mean to me. I was mean to people, me and that same, best friend were so horrible to each other multiple times and it's it, like bad like I made her cry in front of like a whole class I turned the entire sophomore class against her in a day 
Because that's what you could do in high school. And I was mean. And she did mean stuff to me, too. And then we got over it. And we became friends again. And, like, you know, we've all had, like, our hearts broken. We've all whatever. And, obviously, there's people that go through much more traumatic things, you know, like, sexual abuse and all those other things. There's people that have horrible, horrible home lives, Mm -hmm. which Hannah Mm -hmm. did not have. I mean, awful, like, abuse or just completely absent parents. Justin. Justin had a terrible house And you know what he did? Like, he actually came to school every day, and he, like, excelled in sports. Like, he had friends. He found his place. Yeah. He just did what he had to do, and he kind of... Not that, you know, you're supposed to just be, like, all macho and whatever. Like, he broke down, and, like, we saw that. Like, he cried a lot. Um, I loved his character, actually, Same. Justin. I found him really interesting. I like. I didn't like him. He reminds me of the jocks in high school. Well, as a rule, I, I guess I, th- I thought he was interesting in that there was clearly more there. Um, but anyways, so I think, I don't know, like, I don't know what you guys think of, like, how much do we have to be accountable for, you know, getting through this stuff, especially in high school. Clay says it a couple times, like we're only here for four years Mm -hmm. out of how many years we're going to be on this earth. It is four years of our life. And then we're going to go to college and it's just not like high school and college because you can get away from people. You go to class, you go home. Even if you live there, you can get away from the drama. You can get away from bad things that happen to you. It's a Mm -hmm. chance to start over, which even Hannah says, like it's a chance to start over. So like how much... I guess whether you're a teenager in high school or just every day in your life, like, do you need to be accountable for your own? Um, not just necessarily happiness because you're going to have bad days. You have days that you're in a bad mood and you're a human being and you're entitled to that. But the ability to get out of bed every morning and be like, I have a responsibility to myself, to my friends, to my family, to my life, to my job. Like, I don't know. Like, what do you guys think? Am I totally off base here? <laughs> no, I mean like, I mean, if I'm waking up with, like, a panic attack or something, it's not like I'm, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I have no one else in this world to live for. Right. Because, like, my parents were always reminding me, you know, you are worth it. Right. Like, don't ever give up. This is going to pass. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is just a season. Right. And Mm -hmm. I've had anxiety since I was, like, 19 now, maybe earlier before it was diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And, like, you have to just push. Right. There's no other way. And a couple of things that keep me going are remembering there are people out there that if, you know, like if I give up, like I'm letting them down. Right. And you see that in this show where you see Hannah doesn't really take her parents into consideration yeah. and you see and they're suffering so much and it's horrible. It's and all they ever, everything they did was for her. Yep. Oh, yeah. Even after she, even after she took her life, it was all about Hannah. Always. And it just wasn't in the way that she wanted it to be before because they right. wanted she wanted them to be constantly paying attention to her. And it's like they can't because they're trying to make sure you have food on the table. Yeah. And exactly. when you're a teenager, you don't think about those things. You know, she's like, why can't I have a limo for prom or why can't I? And I remember being like that, like not understanding even just like the value of a dollar. We have to pay yeah. the mortgage. Yeah. The month. value of like my, you know, how hard like, you know, my my mom stayed home most of my life but my dad worked extremely hard Mm -hmm. so that we could have that and thinking about all the things that I would ask for and I didn't understand why I couldn't have them or my other friends had them and he was like it would be like well because your other friends both their parents work full time and like we don't but like who's picking you up at two in the morning when you're out at you know at the movies with your friends and like when you're a teenager you don't think about those kind of things but like that's the reality of what's going on so exactly I'm glad you brought up her parents because that's such a good 
Right. Point. I had a stay at home mom growing mm-hmm. up. So, and a dad who was a teacher at my own school. Yeah. So I was also very lucky where if I had a bad day, I'd just be like, go up, show up at my dad's, yeah. there. Home, my dad's there classroom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dad. yeah. Also, I was like severely a daddy's girl. Still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's something that I had because I do have family with mental illness, so they get it. Mm-hmm. It's and on like, their radar. Yeah. Right. Right. And like my mom taught me so much. And has always been there because she gets it. Yeah. And well, my, my dad's just awesome. But, yeah. Um, well, and I think that's a thing, too, is that, like, you know, we don't know what the rest of Hannah's family was like. Mm-hmm. But I think most parents, unless they're bad parents, they care about their kids. Right. Like, they're trying yeah. to understand. Like, we don't really have. There's been other people in my family and it actually was all after I got through my stuff that, you know, went through issues. But as far as all the adults, from what I know, unless everyone's like hiding things from me, haven't had any kind of crazy issues. But like yeah. the second there's a problem, everyone is all over me mm-hmm. trying to help. And so I think, again, it's a teenagers are expecting way too much from everyone else around them yeah. and their parents and it comes from you're just immature like you just don't know you haven't you, experienced enough of life yet to realize that right there's yeah. more to it than just what's right in front of you at that exact mm-hmm. moment exactly and it's so much harder now than i think even when i was in high school like i look at my little cousins now who are 14 and 15 years old and are in mm-hmm. high school and the stuff they talk about the way that they talk about their friends and other things and like seeing them on social media as opposed yeah. to what I was doing on social media when I was in high school, which was nothing because it was 2006 and there yep, wasn't right. much. So it, I think it's just changed a lot. Maybe I'm out of touch and maybe that's why I'm having such a hard time understanding this, the crazy reaction to everything. But um yeah, I don't know. I think we as people have a level of responsibility and teenagers, I'm hoping maybe this show taught, although I don't know how many teenagers are watching this, but maybe it taught them something about how like you need to be responsible for yourself because not everyone is paying attention to you. Like if you have a problem, you need to say something because you you can't just assume that everyone is watching out for everything that you're going through. Because they... <laughs> They're always like, oh, well, you never know what's going on in someone else's life. And I'm like, that goes for everyone. Right. It goes Whoever both you ways. are, it does go for everyone. Right. Yeah. Like when I'm at my lowest, I'm like, you know what? Like, you don't know what's going on in that guy's life. Right. Exactly. You know, all oh, the guy that just cut me off, you know, yeah, he like, could be having a terrible day. He could be trying to, you know, rush to his mother's bedside or right. something. Exactly. Yeah, you don't know. Exactly. So and it's hard. And like to go back to the question that you asked. It's very hard for me to find an answer for it because I've n- never, you know, had as far as I know, you know, any like anxiety or any sort of depression or anything until my brother passed away. And then after that, it hit like, a, you know, a brick wall. Right. You know, and I think you said it like, well, how do you do it? How do you keep going? Well, there's no option. Right. You, you just you just do. Yeah. You keep going. You don't mm-hmm. get to just quit because other people let you down or because other because something else happened to somebody else. I think you just feel like I think you just don't. That's my thing. Yeah, Yeah. I think you just do. You do not. You do not get to. And And that's a decision that you make. And in the point of thirteen reasons why, Mm -hmm. Hannah made a decision. Right. You know that had you know everlasting consequences. Right. um, Which and it's like, do you think she even realized the? Do you think she really even realized what she was doing? I don't. Like, how much regret do you think she felt in that like thirty seconds between? 
you know, yes. cutting her wrist yes. and then actually yes. dying. You see, you see it. it. Yeah. That's one that of the reasons, I mean, watching that moment, I knew it was coming mm-hmm. and even before the episode, they warned you like, yep. you know, something graphic is coming, yeah. coming, you know, including suicide. So I knew it was coming. I knew it was happening. You know how she kills herself. They say that in like yeah. episode two. But like watching it and just seeing the look on her face and just the panic. Right. It's that like, what you, did in I that just split second, do? she knows that she made... A, a decision mistake. that yeah. you can't you can't rewind right and you see her almost like like when she's when she is like slowly bleeding yeah yes. um, you can see her almost like start trying to fight to yeah. stay alive and it's heart-wrenching yeah because it's, it's like yeah. you can see that she knows she's like i didn't want this yeah i don't want this anymore i made the wrong choice but mm-hmm. it's like she also gets to a point where she's like but i made it yeah like, yep. so this and is it this is and she kind of like accepts it, mm-hmm. but it's, I think it is kind of good for people to see because you don't want people making that choice because whoever you are, you are important to right. someone. Yes. And not just one person. There is always, as There's she even talks effect. about, that butterfly right. effect. Yes. The, yeah. I think that, yeah, because a lot of people are like, I can't believe they showed that. And I'm, I'm so like, glad that they did. Yeah. Because it has seen stayed it. with me. Yes. And it bothered me like i was angry at the end of it i can't stop thinking about it and you know maybe that's not like healthy for me but at the same time (laughs) but it did what it was supposed it made a point right that and i think it maybe i'm hoping because i think it's more productive to speak to make a point and speak to the people that are actually going through something like this as Mm -hmm. opposed to the people around them Mm -hmm. because you can tell people all day long be nice to each other don't think about what you're saying but 90 percent of these characters didn't they they weren't actively trying to do something bad they were reacting poorly to something that happened to them in hindsight is 2020 and everybody's human which like the counselor says all the time like we're it we're you know even clay who like never would hurt anybody he he still in in her mind hurt her and that destroyed him because he's like such a pure little so rainbow sweet. child little like rainbow snowflake child. yeah he's just snowflake. you know like he was very pale he was very he was, pale. Like, he was like the whitest so. man i've ever seen but like you know i think it needs to be more spoken to the people that are actually going through something yes. and it's a twofold thing it's a you know you're not alone. There's help. There's a ridiculous amount of resources. The stigma around these things is starting to go away because people are aware of it. Um, and also, you're not the only person in the world. You don't get to just do something like this because you're going to end up destroying everybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's why there is a ripple effect. And that's why there's a lot of times suicides happen in packs. Right. Because And it's like, you know, you've got to... Everyone else has to think about the consequences of their actions, but so do you. So... Yeah, it's a it's a terrible thing. I kind of wish that they had addressed the fact like did she actually have some sort of mental illness mm-hmm. or or what the deal was. Yeah. Um I think it I think she definitely I work well, I I work not paid, but um, <laughs> volunteer slave labor. Yes. Yeah, that was like <laughs> we all were like my fr- you, your word was nothing and my <laughs> word was slavery before you said volunteer. Volunteer. Um with, indentured service. <laughs> with um celebrate recovery, which is people working through their hurts, their hang ups and their habits. And is that the tagline? Yeah, I was gonna say it's, that's it, great. Yes it is. Okay. Triple H. Um, I was gonna say if you just made that up, that's amazing. No. Their hurts, their habits. I cannot and take their that yeah, I can't take that uh, credit. But um, I can take credit for memorizing it. So there's that. <laughs> um, but we talk about one of the things that I realized I struggle with a lot, which 
I think causes a lot of my anxiety that I think caused a lot of Hannah's issues was this codependency on what everyone thought. And she even Mm -hmm. talks about how she even says to Clay, like you didn't care what people thought, but I did like Mm -hmm. that was me. And I all, that's all I could think about was trying to make these people like me. Well, and I think that's definitely an anxiety thing. Oh yeah. It's totally, it's just like that, like everybody's, like you're paranoid. Yeah, like everyone's looking at me. What what's everybody thinking? And it's like they're probably not thinking about you, but you wouldn't. You're. But you if, feel like they are. Right. You feel exactly. Like they're judging you, when in reality, and you're gonna misinterpret everything that they say and that they do, and like everything that Clay said to her, she misinterpreted. She, she, she like immediately. dissected it, and so tried then, to and then it he's out. sitting there like, "What did I do? Like yeah. literally, like men, we don't I know what here? we did. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's not even just a men thing. It's like everybody was confused as to why they were on there. Yeah. Um. Bryce shouldn't have been confused. No, no, no. But he's just delusional. Everyone else was terrible and upset. Monster um, and beast. They and did a good job of portraying, like, from they said, like, oh, Bryce is just like this nice guy. Everyone likes him. When this like horrible, horrible, yeah. ugly, nasty Thing. person lives. Yeah, well, clearly he has oh. some mental issues too. That you are now a double rapist before you're 18 years old. Who knows if they were the only one? I doubt right. it. I don't think so. Yeah. And Clearly, all I, I was he like, has you're possessed that. by a demon. That's right. all I have to say. <laughs> you, uh, get out of here. This show just <laughs> my, and like one of an my evil things, person. One of my things with the show, kind of like going back to, like, did Hannah have some sort of mental illness? I appreciated it with the show that they weren't afraid to talk about suicide and they weren't afraid to show it because so many times you see the aftermath, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and they were willing to go there and be like, no, we're going to show this happening. But they didn't take it that extra step and identifying, you know, yeah. she had a mental illness. Let's talk about you know that. What? It would have been more believable if she had, this sounds horrible, not that I would have wanted to see this. I go back and forth on whether or not I'm glad that this show even existed. But since it did... Um, Let's talk. <laughs> I think there's just enough dark stuff in the media right now that doesn't help. And I, I question... Because people have said that this is romanticized and glorified, yeah. all of this kind of stuff. And there's a, and you know, for somebody out there who actually does have a mental disability, I don't know. I don't know how beneficial this was. Um, but since it exists, and uh, we're talking about it... Um, where was I going? I don't know. Someone bring me back. Talking, Talking about mental illness, stigmatized. Right. Yeah. That oh, yes. Here I am. <laughs> there it is. I'm very We've tired. Arrived. Um, I almost would have believed it more. Not that I would have wanted to see this. I would have believed it more if she had been like self-harming or like was starting to like drink a lot or like really lash out at people or maybe had some sort of eating disorder or just something that alluded to the fact that there was chemically scientifically something off in there now that she was crazy anybody who has like actual depression or anything like that there's it it's a chemical imbalance it's a chemical imbalance legitimately which is what my doctor described to me and but never actually ran any tests on it she determined it off of a piece of paper test (laughs) that i took at 19 years old and it was the first time i I did too actually it's the first time i'd seen like a general practitioner in years and that was how they determined that i needed to be on antidepressants science um yeah like (laughs) they hand that stuff out like candy they really do like they give it they'll because it's easier like someone Mm -hmm. will call like they'll prescribe xanax to people for like a specific event like oh i'm really this is coming from you know i don't want to and break 
um, Hippocratic Oath, but there's a person in my family who works in a doctor's office, and they get a lot of calls for, it's a general practitioner's office, and they'll get calls for people calling and saying, like, literally, this is a legitimate story, someone calling and saying, I'm really stressed out because I'm moving, and I have to do it all in one weekend, and my mom's here, and she's just making it really difficult, and I just need something. Within a day, okay. she had a pres- she had like a like a week prescription for Xanax. Stop. Like that's how they treat this kind of stuff. They just hand it out like candy, <laughs> which is insanity, and that's why it has the stigma that it does because they just give it to anyone, which it's is easier to sweep it under the rug. Or right. Cover it was I? Or just saying like, hey, suck it up. Life gets hard sometimes. You don't have anything actually wrong with you deal with it there's people that actually have a chemical imbalance in their brain and need the medication for either their whole life or for a certain amount of time so that they're able to be in a place where they're stable enough to accept help but anyways um i'm wondering if i would have found things more believable if if that was the case because nine times out of ten when somebody commits suicide they look into their past into their actions into their history right and there was honestly none for her so other than lashing out and distancing herself from clay but like he was he her was only the, friend right so, and the only person and he was so removed from her life he didn't even notice that she wasn't friends with other people anymore all of these things in the tapes were a complete shock to him because he didn't care about any of that stuff he didn't care about what happened in high school he always say we're only here for four years you just get through it you keep your head down you do your work you do the best that you can and you move on to and bigger you keep and better your, things. Right. You keep yourself above all of that stuff. And I think Hannah, at the end of it, kind of came off as like the, well, I, you know, now I'm going to tell you all what you've all been doing wrong. And I'm above all of you because you not, didn't understand. But I get it. When in reality, I think Clay was above everybody because his mentality was go to school and go home and just get through it. Like everybody here is terrible. Do you see how upset and sad he was by the end of it? Like he was so much better at the beginning. No, oh, yeah. Because he just didn't. And everyone's like, well, no, now he's more open minded and more like whatever. And I'm like, no, now he's going to no. be hyper aware of everything all the yeah, time. He's and I, damaged. Yeah. And I don't think that was necessary. So I don't know. That's that's I guess my thoughts on this are I don't know how much it helped. I don't know how much it hurt. I'm glad I watched it. I will not be watching it again. Never. No. What about you guys? What are your. I can't. I yeah. mean, I was having flashbacks to mm-hmm. my childhood. Mm-hmm. So. That won't be happening yeah. again. I couldn't even watch. I'm good. I fast forwarded them, and I was like, "Oh man, yeah. I, I didn't yeah. know." I almost like called my husband in to do, like be like, "Can you sit here? Like, <laughs> Can you hold me while I watch the show?" And he's like, she was, she was talking during those points, and I couldn't listen. Yeah, I was like, I can't even watch this. Like, yeah. I have my own issues. Right. Like, I've got That's, PTSD, thank so you. I can't. That's watch That's exactly this. what it is. Like for me, like the types of shows that I watch, I do Outlander and Vikings, where it's right. like it is nothing like my life. Mm-hmm. And like for me, <laughs> so I'm like, it's fine. So it's great. It's Buffy like, the Vampire Slayer. I exactly. Personally, I personally think she and I are the same person. Well, I mean, yeah, that's unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> but like. Life can be difficult enough as is. Mm -hmm. I don't need something that's supposed to entertain me to drag me down even more. Right. Right. Um, To prove a point. Yes. And I thought I thought it was mm, I thought it was necessary because I think it is very important because I think we can and should talk about mental illness Mm -hmm. and suicide, things like that, because it is so stigmatized. But at the same time, I feel like. But then they need to talk about it. Yes. Because they didn't. They did not. They did not commit to it. <laughs> well, they, they, they said, never we're said. We're going to talk about suicide. But 
They never said mental, mental illness. illness. They never and said I, that was like depression. The, that was the downfall for it for me, where I was like, because of that, it wasn't worth it to me because mm-hmm. it didn't necessarily teach anything or, or give or you address a address the issue or whatever. Well, at the end, there is. There was some. I didn't watch it because I was just like, oh, "Praise the Lord!" The behind-the-scenes thing. Yeah. No, I was like, "Watch that!" I almost that, started watching. Really no. like, Screw this! I can't handle anymore. I started like, watching I'm the Great done. British uh-huh. Baking Show. <laughs> what is that? It's I want so to wonderful watch that and next. it makes you feel so much better next about life. Next, Girls Who Geek. Food Great style. British. I mean, we need to eat show. while we do that. Yeah. Um. Agreed. But but yeah, like, I guess just as someone, like, I almost did one of my internships in one of the psych wards of one of the hospitals in buffalo and i'm almost glad i didn't especially after watching this because i don't i don't know that i could have handled it because mm-hmm. i probably would have had my own mm-hmm. mental breakdown yeah. like i had one when i was 19 right i don't need another one at 25 right like <laughs> i I'm, think it was a little um i was it self-indulgent i don't know it's the more that i've thought about it the more almost angry that i angry at myself for watching it Mm because i feel like it actually really bothered me um not even just the subject matter just that last episode it really bothered me and it's like stayed with me and i think that's true for a lot of people and so i don't know necessarily people are talking about like oh it's addressing all these issues and bullying and whatever is it i don't know that it's necessarily accomplished this its goal because i think um the bullying thing, obviously kids bully a lot, but I think a lot of it um, comes back to social media. I think a lot mm-hmm. of it comes down to parents raising their children to be actual human beings and not little monsters or people that are sucked into their phones or, um, you know, teachers have a lot of pressure on them as it is. They have a lot of students they can't be held. They have to. Most teachers these days are trying to get the kids through the day without killing themselves, like killing or each them. other. That's what I mean. Like just, you know, my roommate's a teacher at a at a Buffalo public school. And she's like, we literally oh spend the whole day keeping the kids from throwing chairs at each other. The last thing she's going to do is be like watching out for signs that like it's a cry for help. To be fair, they're all fourth graders. But if it was a high school, I think it would be the same thing. Right. So I think I think the issue of kids committing suicide or hurting themselves and all these other things is much more complicated than just they get bullied. I think that I think maybe the show oversimplified it, but then in reality, that means that the book oversimplified it. Um, thought the acting was, was phenomenal. These kids that they found were great. I'm really excited to see all of them in other things. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not a sequel to this because that would make it really self-indulgent. I will not watch it. Will it will mean nothing I'm to saying me. that now. Yeah. Um, you won't be getting a Girls Who Geek. No, season <laughs> two. Uh-uh. Sorry. We no, no. We'll be doing the Great it. British I don't know, Show. I don't know that I could even handle a yeah. season two. No. I could barely handle season one. Right. And like it just, I don't know. Like when I first started watching, I had to take a two week break almost mm-hmm. from the first couple episodes because I was like, I'm having a mental breakdown. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> TV. TV shouldn't do that to you. No. It's like Sophie's it Choice already happened, and everything since then should be happy. I've been enjoying Bob's Burgers lately, so <sighs> just saying. That is the best. That is the best. <laughs> is that why you call yourself Tina? No, but that's oh. hilarious. No, Tuna. No, oh, you don't call yourself Tina. I call you Tina. You is that why I call Tina. you Tina? No, you thought Maybe. it was Teeny Tiny Tina. It's <laughs> Teeny Tiny Tuna. 
Oh boy. All right. So I think in conclusion, um, we're not really sure how we feel about this show. I think we enjoyed it objectively as television, but I think we're, we're kind of wondering whether or not it really, um, proved its point or if it completely missed the mark. I think the only thing that I found like that I really liked about it, I guess was because of my own like mental illness. Like I totally related to some of it. Mm hmm not all of it because i was never like oh my gosh it's always someone else's fault right i only had like a thought like that once and it was i was in a really bad relationship and Mm. i was like well it probably was the other person's fault then it was was (laughs) they were extremely like controlling and right but like it was so refreshing to see a realistic depiction of what high school was yeah High school was hell. See, I, I loved, loved high, high school. school. <laughs> I was a total theater geek. And Me too. Well, I was but too, I went to a very small school, um, I, you know, along with a lot, the same school that a lot of the other geekiverse people went to. And I think most not of us. Amanda. Most not of us, even if we either. didn't love. Yeah, not you two. Even if we didn't we love high school, like we, we, it wasn't as bad as a lot of other people's this, high school experiences. My high school experience is very tame in comparison to the show. Tana went to high school. That's surprising, oh, really? actually. Yes. Yeah. I went to Barker, which is really small, in the middle of nowhere. And yeah. I've never even heard of it. My <laughs> school, it's like past Lockport, going north, right? Where do you go? Where did, Where did you, you go? go? Oh, me? I went to St. Mary's in Lancaster. Oh, that's far away from Lockport. No, I was saying Barker. Oh, Barker, yeah. It's yeah. Like half an hour north northeast it's a ridiculous unnecessary town it's a farm town <laughs> but it's very clicky and yeah. yeah even though like my dad taught there and you know i went yeah. there i had giant buck teeth that were crooked i had <gasps> Me too! and frizzy <laughs> poofy cocker spaniel hair and right. that's a crime in high school you, own it. you did it's that like, on purpose to offend other people right but like <laughs> shame on you yeah that's the thing is i was also a kid where i was like i don't care if you think i'm a geek i'm yeah. gonna stand up for what's right right i was brought up to do that yeah you lose a lot of friends standing mm-hmm. up for what's right but you gain a lot more of them later in life so it true. like doesn't even matter i was friends with all the anime kids mm-hmm. that I didn't was watch me anime. <laughs> i don't even I admit that them. usually out loud anymore <laughs> but like i told totally that y'all are cost playing to nickel city comic-con is just hilarious to me because i did that 10 years ago <laughs> can't okay. afford it anymore but Amanda. yeah right um <laughs> wow but it was really realistic in the way that once social media hit my high school it was like a whole new place I didn't yeah. and i hated social it media. i hated I'm it glad i really didn't have it much either i don't um, know it must have been the country bumpkin crap they because were bored. it was just like <laughs> yeah there's nothing else to do and <laughs> it was just like it's farmers yeah. i'll just be i was never once invited to a party so when i you was watching that much. i was like i was like is this what they were like because i was never invited I, i'm like <laughs> not my no party. way no no my house was the house you went to after prom if you didn't want to drink uh oh, and we had so much fun we loved it um so yeah i think we all there. kind of <laughs> agree that this show is a bit of an enigma for us so i don't know Tell us your thoughts, everybody. I'm sure there's going to be very um, different, conflicting ones, but we want to hear everyone's feedback. Um, so, yeah, I think that kind of wraps up our spoiler cast. Um, where can we find you guys on <laughs> the great and lovely social media? As we've just demonized it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but now it's important. So where do we find you? I am an old lady and i'm only on instagram it is xoxo mandy rose xoxo and of course as always mandy is spelled with an ie because this is 2007 always <laughs> okay <laughs> um 
Chelsea, you can find me on Insta at teeny tiny tuna. Not tuna fish. Not tuna. As in tuna fish. Tuna. Not Tina. Sorry. Tuna. Tuna. Um, And on Twitter at Chelly Chingston. Nice. (laughs) Okay. Uh, and I am at uh, Maggie Worth 11 on Twitter. And um, be sure you're following the Geekiverse on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore Geekiverse. And um, you can listen to this podcast and all of the other ones on um, iTunes and SoundCloud. And be sure that you're following us on Facebook as well for all of our other geeky updates and the like um chelsea's raising her hand what well i'm just i'm just saying because this was a serious topic if you are struggling with any type of mental health stuff you should get help oh thank you amanda i came prepared um and if you are struggling with thoughts of suicide or you're thinking about it please call the national suicide prevention hotline at 1-800-273-8255 um, you can also find that on Google. I'll uh, say, I wish that they so, had made that more catchy, like um, a word. Yeah. Like yeah. Like a number yeah. you had to remember. But yeah. But you are real. not alone. I promise you. There is someone who cares about you deeply. Even if it's just us. I mean, we're not that great, but like. <laughs> I think we're pretty cool. <laughs> we're sitting <laughs> next to a stormtrooper <laughs> cutout right yeah. now. Yeah. He's if that's not a reason me to live, I, I don't know it, what is. I'm bad at coping with emotions, so I just make jokes. I promise I'm not a monster. Um, <laughs> all right. So for Amanda and Chelsea, I am Maggie. This was Girls Who Geek, and we talked for a really long time. I apologize. Okay. Good night. Buenas noches. Girls Who Geek. With wine. I didn't have wine this time. Mine's empty. And water. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and good night. Good night, and good luck. Good luck.